0: Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 44 of Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by WeStream FM. On this week's pod, we will be chatting about marvellous things like big nations dropping points early in World Cups. But first of all, I must introduce you to my co hosts. Uh, Mr. Dave Azapardi, you're first this time for once. Hello, thank sir. you.
1: I'm disappointed you didn't start off the pod with uh, the Russian hello, Matt. We discussed this last week. Oh no, but I can't. I can't do it. I want. Had... I, I can't
0: remember how many words it is. And <laughs> when we were looking it up, there was uh, there Too was many. a divide as to which was the most appropriate, and and Curti was trying to pull rank, claiming that he'd learnt Russian once. And <laughs> I mean, what, we're ge- we going of off Russian on a guys. tangent before we even started here, but yeah, nevertheless, uh, niyet. That's, that's no in Russian I think There we go That's about the extent of my foreign language lessons Viking Dan How are you doing? Butch <laughs> Butch I'm very I'm well not thanks Not so butch since your shave Or a bomb more butch uh, No Whichever oh, okay. You look like a giant <laughs> baby <laughs> How are well, you, you know. sir anyway? I'm not too bad mate How are you? I'm good thank you yeah, Excellent uh, Mr. Joseph Hello I'm not going to say Hello. it's good
2: to be back Because I've been here for a while now
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's just disappointing. It's great I'm to be gonna, back. I'm going to be honest. You've ruined my week. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me. Oh dearie. I, I've um. I I thought of a pun earlier. Um, that was relating to Dave and and leading into our our very special guest for this week, but I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with bottle jobs anyway. Uh, Dr. Benji, hello, sir. Welcome back.
3: Already a little bit peeved about what you just said there. (laughs) Thanks thanks for having me back. didn't run us through that before we started. just said, oh, yeah, throw it away, go straight in at the bottle job. Great. Uh, No, very well, thank you. Yeah, good to be here again. Uh, You know, anytime there's eSports to be talked about, I'm back. So (laughs) what were were we talking about today, Matt?
0: (laughs) I mean, you you have... um, Missed the memo on that one. Esports oh. is dead, I thought. Whoa, whoa whoa. Ready. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Esports Ready is a term that's think, thrown around. I
3: think we do need another Esports podcast if you're going to be saying things like that. But no, it's nice to be back again, you know, second appearance, I'm racking them up. I might start wearing them with stars, like the England team do. When they, <laughs> once I get, when I get five stars, I think that's it, right? That's how, that's how it works.
0: Do, do a soc- well, it's, first of all, is Soccer AM still a thing? And if they aren't, do they still do the hat-trick ball? I've, I yes don't and watch yes. Program, so although. But uh, we can't afford that, so that that's not going to happen. You can have a pretend ball. Send you a um, photo of a ball. There we go. There we go. <clears> Dan, Dan, thanks, guys, sorted. Thanks. Right. Save updates then. Uh, you are you are last in, Ben. So you can you can be first in for this bit.
3: Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah. Thames. Th- <laughs> it's all I've got going on. Really, I've got. I've, apart from, actually, no, i got an England series that you might or might not be a part of. At the moment, I don't as know well. what are talking about? So I've got two, but now I've taken Thames. If if those have been following, uh, if you haven't been following, basically we started in tier ten, I think it was, and now we've made our way to the championship after 110 episodes. Feel free to start episode one and wait your way through. Um, and yeah, it's going surprisingly well. It's it's weird because we've had back to back to back. To, I mean, this is our spoiler. If you do start episode one, ignore this bit. Uh, but we've had <laughs> we've had, <clears throat> we've had three promotions in a row. Um, back-to-back, which I didn't think was possible on FM anymore, especially when I've had a team which is basically the lowest paid in every division we've been in continuously. Uh, But it just seems to be happening. I feel like maybe I built a squad that was stronger than I realised in League 2 and it's just sort of carried through a little bit and we've stuck with some players. Um, But yeah, it's it's going quite well onto the Premier League, although I think the Championship notoriously is more difficult because so many teams come down from the Premier League. But it's interesting, though, because we've got, A Norwich team in there that that won the League Cup, so they're in the Europa League. So at one point they had nine games in hand on some of the teams in the Championship, which is really interesting. Um, So I I think we might be picked at the end. Like we're we're having a pretty good start to the season, so you never know. Like we might end up getting back in there, but we're in the January period, and we're like, I think maybe eighth or ninth. Uh, So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm still enjoying playing Football Manager. That's the bigger achievement, I think. In uh, in June,
0: do you have a? Set number in your head for how many episodes you're going to go to because I know you you have done that in the past.
3: I thought, but, but by the time we got to League Two, obviously it's happened a lot quicker than I thought. I didn't think we'd have progressed this quickly. So before I would have said 200. I don't now. It's not. I'm not so sure. Like I think getting over that last. The problem that we, we have is with saves like this is that you get to the Premier League and then it's really hard to break the monopoly of these teams that are full of players worth 50 million pounds that I don't have and will never have. So you're essentially just going to get lucky at one point. And break yourself into a top six, get into Europe, then build off that, and that takes that, that literally could take like six, seven seasons to do with a team that is so low down, such as mine. And um, I think I, like we might not have a stadium ever as big as like fifteen thousand because our attendances are terrible. So to deal with, so to compete with those teams, you have to be in Europe and you have to get lucky, and that could take ages. So I say I don't want it to be two hundred episodes. It could well be two hundred episodes. Which I mean, join the party now. Now I've spoiled the rest of it. <laughs> Speaking of spoiler alerts
0: yeah we need a klaxon for that at some point
2: <laughs> previously on Thames <laughs> <laughs> can
3: I have that as a voiceover can I have that for the start yeah, of the episode clip it thanks man I'll use that
0: it even suits the area so there you go marvellous stuff. Rick <laughs> uh, Joe how has your sales been going
2: um, it's, yeah, it's pretty much the same old, same old. I've not had too much time to play it since last week. Um, currently sitting in the Champions League position, so yeah, as the second season goes, it's it's quite good with Milan. Um, still playing five at the back, still having, still having fun up front. So yeah, it's quite a short and sweet one for me because I haven't really done too much this week. Busy
0: boy, mm. uh, Mr. Viking Dan. I know you've, uh, you've 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 actually streamed quite a lot recently since you've moved. Uh, so. How have we moved on since last week?
4: Um well, as of right now, um we are five games from the end of the season. We've just beaten Wolfsburg 3 1 in the away leg of the Europa quarters. So um but by Monday, the whole season's gonna be, be over. So delete as appropriate. We either won the Liga or I'm only slowing the game. So um it's been going really well, playing some good football, uh, getting a decent run of results. And uh, just getting our big players to perform, really, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
0: Good stuff. That's the shortest update we've had from you ever, I think.
4: Well, it's it's because
0: <laughs> oh, it's, it's been Here a we week. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's been
4: a week. The last last time it's been it was months. Can you, I mean, you edit my, Can you edit mine down now? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I went too long. Like. <laughs> well, I, I've not streamed that much of it. Like we've, I've gone from January to like I say, we're near the end of the season, but it's in a week. It's it's not that. That much further on, it's good fun with the the titles in our hands. We're a couple of points clear of Atletico when we do play them in the running, but it is a way. But so that that two points could swing it. But we'll uh, we'll see. They, they're in really bad form, so um yeah, it's it's going well. I'm enjoying it. I've started actually. On a side note, I was talking to teach about this about how frustrated I was getting with the match engine in the game, Uh and he just said, just change it to 2D. Change the main game to 2D. I've done that, and I'm l- much less angry at the game after
0: after changing to that. So, pro tip: I think I think that's a, a revelation <clears throat> that many of us who have sort of been very much used to 2D over the years, and then have switched to 3D in a hope that it's it's salvageable. Well, um,
4: I just don't think the the animation. I think because there was a big improvement in animations apparently this year, and I think ju- there's too many of them. So the matching doesn't Mr. know what the quote hell's going on. Quote there, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's more animations, not necessarily improved, but yeah. Like switching back to 2D, it seems to just flow a, a lot better. And then obviously you get the 3D replays and stuff. But yeah, like I say, enjoying the game. Uh, I'm not too sure whether I'm going to do another season or whether I'm going to have time to do another season um, with the impending changing game. Because
0: uh, you're falling out, aren't you?
4: I am. I'm going to be doing a, a Fallout complete playthrough, basically with, uh, Fallout one to four um live on stream in preparation for Fallout 76 but I'll leave I that do, for another time.
0: I say I do love how you've planned it for pretty much when Football Manager 19 will already be out by then but you know.
4: Well, the, the <laughs> if if the if the release dates go to plan then the FM 19 beta will be out about a month before the release of Fallout 76 and Bethesda games always release a bit late. So, we'll see. We'll see. I'll just have to
0: stream a lot. <laughs> Over my girlfriend's <laughs> birthday, <laughs> ex-girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Dave has a party. What's been going on in your world?
1: Well, I've actually, I've not actually kicked off another sort of series on YouTube. I'm still sort of debating what to do. I was going to do sort of an international one because I'm actually really enjoying the World Cup at the moment. Um, but I know there's a number of people doing sort of England saves and stuff at the moment. Anyway, uh, half tempted to start one with Malta because I know uh, Golden FM did like a. A database Ooh. with sort of all the <laughs> brilliant uh did a database with all the nations i think it was the lowest nations in the world so i was going to kick that one off um but i've actually playing sort of, been playing an offline save again in malta but it's just a, sort of a mix between playing on my laptop which you don't appreciate a good pc until you start playing on your old laptop again <laughs> and the save just being so tedious at times so I think that's probably sort of finished before it's even started, to be honest. So I'm just looking forward to actually getting my teeth back into a a Football Manager save and uploading it again on YouTube.
0: I've... uh, (laughs) I I did see your tweet uh, about it, and and I can't remember the player's name. (laughs) It's the double M. Uh, Michael Mishud. Yes, Uh, legend. (laughs) 36-year-old <laughs>
1: veteran banging in the goals. To be fair, that was a class start to the game because we didn't even have a pre-season. It was just all Europa League qualifying games. So we beat the first team. I was like, right, we should probably get knocked out in the second round. Second round, we played this team, beating one at home in the first leg. And in the second leg, there were four one up against us. And I thought, well, we're out now. We scored two like last-minute goals to get through to the third round where we played Galatasaray. And now this actually fits into this uh, talk today quite well because obviously they're a massive team compared to a Maltese team. So I actually went really defensive for it. And I actually almost thought we got them um, to to get a nil-nil draw, but they got a proper BS penalty. And in the end, I think they beat us 2-0. We actually scored against them in the second leg though, which I was pretty impressed about. But yeah, using Mifsud was quite good. But yeah, other than that, the rest of the team's pretty crap, to be honest.
0: I'm disappointed you didn't use the... Uh... The whole MM thing to go for a Mick McCarthy impression, but there you Merlin go. Merlin magician. That's <laughs>
1: it.
4: <laughs> it's a shame it was a bad penalty. You should have asked for VAR. Yeah,
0: it'll be better next should year. Be topical. <laughs> I only
3: get to do this podcast if we didn't talk about it. You so. <laughs> <laughs> will explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um, I I have a, a minor announcement to make uh, that I I will be it's gone well, bold I've kind of. I've gone bold, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> uh, again, yeah, it's um, it's a male pattern shave-your-headness. Um, yeah, that's what no, I, I have too, I, mate. You keep on telling yourself. <laughs> mine definitely grows back. Uh, and very quickly, actually. But anyway, aside from, from hair-related issues, it's now time to get into our team meeting, which, as I suggested and alluded to, we were going to be discussing about... Uh, Big nations dropping points early in the World Cup, and and then sort of the the question that we asked you lot was how do you prepare for matches versus teams significantly stronger or weaker than you? So the options we gave you were sort of around the changes you might make, um, or whether you actually just stick to what you've used in the past. So the poll results quite quite interesting really. No one went for specific training or changing of lineup. Forty-three uh, percent of you said stick to what you know, with forty percent saying change tactic slash mentality. So that's a fairly even split, really. To be fair, um, so very much people in both camps. So we'll use your your comments uh, to provide the framework once again for our discussion. But who wants to get us kicked off? Mr. Viking Dan is uh, ready and raring to go. Oh yeah.
4: Uh, well, basically the first first reply on there from Sog. Um, Mentality is, is the biggest thing. I, I tend to, I've certainly moved more towards making all my tactics around a standard mentality, um, and I more control how the play, how attacking the play is through player, you know, player settings, and, and direction of play, and oh sorry, how directness of play and uh, and and tempo. So uh, th- moving to a more defensive or attacking style from that does work wonders because the team can kind of flow a little bit more attacking or a little bit more defensive. I guess the stronger side I'll tend to try and play a little bit more on the counter, a little bit more defensively and try and hit them on the break. Against the more defensive side, I'll play a little bit more attacking, maybe try and control the pressure uh, the possession a little bit more. But it's more about how you analyze the how the tactics working and how the opposition are playing in the game for me. I'll use the in-game analysis to see where the gaps are, where they're having the possession, where they're doing what and try and switch the play to the other side or play wider or narrower or higher or deeper, really.
1: Yeah, for, for me, it's it's a mix of quite a, a number of things, to be honest. Uh, I think when I'd first saw, well, historically, really, on Football Manager, I'd always try and sort of rotate the team for cup games, especially against significantly weaker sides, just to give either fringe players a chance or reserve players that maybe I wanted to see in competitive action. Uh, but, Historically, as well, it's tended to fail a lot for me. I've, I've lost quite a number of games against smaller teams, or sort of they've taken me to a replay or whatnot. So, I, I tend to look at the schedule, which we spoke about before obviously, the scheduling of games. Uh, and if we don't have a game for a week, I'll probably just go full strength team, to be honest, just to make sure we sort of get through to the next round of the cup as well. But uh, in the first year we got promoted with Wolves this year, I'd sort of set up two tactics, one for sort of normal games that I'd, I'd feel were winnable and one for sort of the top four where I'd have like a flat back five and that backfired massively where we got absolutely d- demolished by Spurs. So i sort of gone against that idea. I tend to sort of similar to sort of what Dan said, I tried to stick with a similar sort of shape to what I'd normally play, but sort of change mentality. I've changed roles in the past as well where fullbacks, maybe rather than attack, are going to sit on support or defend and maybe one or two team instructions, maybe a a deeper defensive line depending on the forward line of the opposition and whatnot. So there are little changes like that. I very rarely go, uh, I don't really go out to change the training just for the purpose of obviously the, the match, but just little things like that. As I say, I try to keep a strong line where possible. Even as I say, for cup games, depending on schedule, and try and keep line up and like, tactic as similar as I can. But do mess with the mentality a little bit.
3: Yeah, even if they're much stronger than me, I'll always play the tactic that I've been playing all season, and then we'll see where it moves from there. So, for example, if like, I play a system that's very attacking ordinarily, so it's kind of like if they if the other team score first. Ordinarily, I probably won't win the game. But if I get that first goal, then I get to control what happens for the rest of the game. And I, I, I agree with what Dan says. That, like, I use standard a lot. I've been using a bit of more control this year than I, than I have for previous years. But I think standard flexible is the perfect starter like for where everyone should be. Unless you've got a really like defined tactic that you know works against anybody because you're one of the best teams in the division. I think if you can be able to adapt halfway through games or 30 minutes into games or narrow into games... Then at that point you bring yourself back into a game, or you can run away with the game. Sometimes like, I always think that if I've got a tactic that's going well, I don't want to defend that. I don't want to like I don't want to invite the pressure on. Essentially, I think football manager is one of the like it's this is football manager for me. If you decide I'm going to play defensively or I'm going to play to contain, then that's when the, the AI go right. We'll get him. Like I can't wait. This is going to be so exciting. And then you just get battered all of a sudden. I had a game recently where that happened, where I was five one up and I didn't win, so that was good. And it's just like, I feel like you, you ask for it sometimes if you go more defensively. So stick with what you're doing to begin with and then sort of power on through it. It's interesting you
4: say about the like the, the rigidity of your formation. I've always been like a proponent of using fluid because I, I think more you attack as a team, you defend as a team. With this tactic that I'm using now, switching to structured has been night and day between performances. Because what I was finding is the defense was getting sucked out of position and... They were kind of using too much too much of their own ideas to... what well, the AI players um, were using their own ideas to, to where they should play and where they should switch and all that kind of stuff. Moving to structured means my defenders sit, stay and defend and the attackers stay and attack, which means that the transitions are way better, especially in the kind of tactic that I'm using at the minute where there's no central midfielders. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think... Sometimes moving to a more structured style um, can help if you need to break someone down, um, because you'll keep your attacking players up in their face, and mentality as well. Switching sometimes it's it can be smart to go counterproductive to what you th- you'd naturally think. If you're chasing the game, or if you've got a team sitting back and defending, going controlling or attacking isn't always the answer. Maybe you need to sit on the counter, sit a little bit deeper, try and draw them out, play wider. Uh, spread them out and try and move the ball around more um try and you know the, the, there are there are exploits out there I try not to use natural exploits but like what you'd see in a game is if a team sat deep you you keep the ball in your half and try and draw them out it's, you can recreate that in, in game
2: um I, if I'm gonna play a team that I'm expecting to lose against i, I go pure shit ass um <clears throat> normally <laughs> very narrow um kind of two defensive minded midfielders a central midfielder that is still kind of you know fill in a space very narrow but then I always go for two fast wingers and, and the fastest striker that I have play on defensive structured and then just long balls and it's just a case of I don't want to concede but if I can nick something obviously that's what you try and do but yeah just stay very narrow very compact um, and the best thing to do just close close down less because um, you still find it, even you, when you play defensive, it will just naturally try and close down players. You have to go in, pick all the players, close down less, just literally let them hold position and let the, let the opposition try and break it down. And at playing as Swansea and West Ham, obviously lower league um, for the league they're in, um, it it does work quite well that you frustrate the uh, match engine. And you'll see it a lot of the time when you're a bigger team that the you know the AI will try and play a shit house tactic against you where they're playing the two DMS. And you I watch obviously like I'm the one I watch quite a lot and you'll see players always playing like inside forwards against two DMs and you're like you're just literally playing into their hands. Just go wide, take it wide, and then hope that, you know, where the crosses are, you know, very powerful in this game that your striker can kind of pick up on the end of one.
0: I've I've taken more to actually changing mentality this year. It was one thing that would always stay quite constant. In my tactics, and it would usually be a decision I've made conscience consciously, even at the start of the season. Whereas now, I'm actually more inclined to actually adapt to uh, the match situation a bit more. Although I would probably have it as one of my three tactics set up, and and have at least one on a, a sort of a, a slightly more rigid mentality for when I do need to to use uh, Joe's lovely phrase, shit house the opposition. <laughs> although I've not really had much of an opportunity to, to utilise that this year. <clears throat> the, I'm, I'm absolutely petrified of, of using fluid uh, with defenders, uh, particularly at the lower levels. Although I love the idea of having the team much more compact, as, as Dan has suggested, about having the, you know, that team attacking and defending as a whole, which is, which is nice. I do like that, but generally flair and low, <laughs> low creativity... And plus high creative freedom usually leads to excellent back heels into the path of a goalkeeper that <laughs> isn't there anymore so uh yeah don't, not not so much a fan of that myself
3: I was asked Dan um when you mentioned you structured does that mean you do that within the roles that you've got them playing or because obviously you can ha- you can have players attack or defend or support depending on roles so like I find that I don't need structured because I have if I want my defenders to be defensive I'll have my fullbacks defensive so even if we are attacking Then and I've got those four players attacking, I don't need necessarily to have structured on because I know my defenders are gonna sit and stay back. The same with the defensive midfielder. If I know that he's a playmaker but he's undefensive, he's way less likely to move forward, even if I'm using flexible, which is what I tend to use. I don't fluid I think is too dangerous, like very fluid as well. Unless you've got the best players you can possibly have. Like you mentioned lower leagues. I'd never be trying like very fluid or anything or even fluid ordinarily in the lower leagues. Unless I was the best team in that division. And then I feel like I could probably afford to take the risk. But no, Dan, like how do you how do you figure that out?
4: Um I didn't. It was the the chat we were talking about the um
3: the, a the pain tacti- then, aren't
4: Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's Talking about the tactic on, on stream. because uh, I was trying to get I play with a back five with a, a DM in front, um two inverted wing backs. And what I wanted was the centre back side, of the side to step up into midfield and close people down. And no matter what I did, I was playing on a fluid style. Mm. No matter what I did, could get them to do that. It's like I had them on closing down more. I had them on stopping. I had them even like I'd even tried setting them to mark attacking midfielders. So when they got the ball, they'd be they'd be higher at the pitch. Yeah. But just nothing was working. And someone just said, "Oh, just try structured, and they'll, they'll listen to your your instructions more, so that they're more likely to close down more and step up and tackle harder." But uh, as okay. soon as I switched it to structured, they were, we had a better defensive shape, but also had the, them like sticking to their instructions. And what I do to counteract that with the forward players is I have my wingers. I play an engorge, two attacking wingers, and an advanced forward. I have them all roaming from position. So they're willing okay. to change position, and they'll play as an attacking fluid front four. Do you have them all attacking? How do you, yeah. how
3: do you, with the roles, do you have them all attacking all the time? The
4: the front four all attacking all the time. Okay. Um, and then it's a defensive, uh, deep lying playmaker in front of the back three, which is two stoppers and a regular cent, uh, defensive centre back. Yeah. Um, and then two inverted wing backs on support, so they make almost like a midfield three with the defensive mid uh, when we're in possession. Yeah. It just so means you need the width. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's tons of fluidity and forward movement, but there's always that structure at the back. Um, and it's just worked really well. Like I say, I've, I've found myself having to adapt less with the, this tactic going forward because we beat Real Madrid 2-0 away. Um, they had tons of the ball, but all their shots were from outside the box. We play a really high line. So we, we we had basically a line of five. My wingers tracked their fullbacks and I had the DM and the Engage sat in front. So they were just hammering it from distance, couldn't work it through. And then as soon as we got it on,
3: get it on the break... I've got three really quick forwards. Yeah. Who are yeah. obviously stayed up the whole time as well. So you, like, they're ready for that.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they're ready yeah. for that out ball. And I've got a, a, a striker who can hold it up. I've got an Engansh who's creative. And then I've got Iñaki Williams on one wing and Munayin on the other. So they can fly past anyone.
3: I, I was going to say, do you feel like pace is such a leveler for every. Like on this game, especially, I think pace is so important. I've got a guy in my TEM series called Alterdal who has got like 17 acceleration. And. He's better than players that are obviously, clearly, technically, and mentally far better. But his pace is just like is is too good, the, almost the, like it's too strong this year, maybe. Unless you have
4: someone that's really good at dribbling, um, who can beat a player and get some space for that, or amazing technique. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've got a a winger in the B team who's seventeen years old, who's come in and he's played five games. He's got like five assists just through injuries because he's rapid. He's got like. Uh, 16 acceleration, 17 pace. So all you do is you just knock it into space and you'll run away from people. And when you've got yeah. so much room to pick a cross or a pass, it's way easier to get it to a, a forward rather than having t- a defender right on you and trying to swing it around them. Yeah, so I found
3: him as a striker. He was a 40-goal-a-season striker He wasn't scoring in the championship because the defenders are just better put him out wide. He blitzes past every single left-back in the league. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: I found that a lot with, well, sort of relating to a lot of what you said uh Demari Gray who I've mentioned before because of his pure pace and skill and flair he Fantastic was a Birmingham player. Yeah, easy now. He was like <laughs> literally um he was unstoppable for me at, at times and we had a we had a kid that came through the academy as well who was the same thing. He was quite versatile in the fact that he could play sort of um he could play central midfield, he could play attack, he could play right wing and I'd bring him on every now and then at central midfield because sort of for the last ten minutes when you're bringing that pace on through the middle, it used to work really, really well. But same with structured. I've used structured before, and even when I'm playing against much bigger teams, it's helped me get um, like wins because the team, as you say, is so organised and sort of stick to where they need to be. And the defence is where it needs to be. The attack's where it needs to be. I think it was against Juventus. They had about thirty-five shots against us. We ended up beating them. We ended up beating them one nil or two nil. But um, as I was saying earlier on, with that Valletta game against Galatasaray, it was sort of I, it was one of the only times I have set up with the mentality at defensive from the start. It was either counter or defensive from the start of the game, and it was just watching them. Every highlight was them just coming forward and coming forward, and it just it's almost like the World Cup, like th- this past week, where you're watching these big teams just struggling you can see him obviously getting frustrated and everything and like at times it was when they were obviously having shots and goal and they were going wide I'm just like almost with the laptop going wee every time they're going wide <laughs> just celebrating so yeah it's, it's good watching that when you're actually seeing a tactic sort of do what you want to do so that's obviously the the positive of it
0: how long if you've made like the decision to change your tactic ahead of a match how long do you leave it before you completely bottle it and and change it back to what was working? Do you actually give it a chance to to bed in, or do you start seeing sort of stray passes, or what you perceive to be chances that you would normally be getting, or putting those chances away, and then decide just to you know ditch whatever the plan was and go back to plan A? Um,
4: I've I've tried to do the whole changing the tactic for a specific game thing in the past. I've got two tactics that I use. I've got the one that's the five at the back, and I've got one that's a back four, Um, and it basically just pushes one of the centre backs into a Segundo Volante. So the front four stays the same, and I just get another player up supporting them. Um, so if there's only one striker, I'll just do that. And the the two wingbacks are actual wingbacks, so we can really overload the flanks that way. Um, and as it happens, the Segundo Volante is also my centre-back. He's great on the ball, great in the air, um, pretty creative. So he, he gets in the end crosses. Like I say, I've tried changing tactics to a completely different tactic, to counter, attack, to, to counter other other teams before. And it always just blows up in my face. I've never managed to get it to work. I've never managed to get a tactic that I think, in theory, should work perfectly well against a mental Like, for example, against Barcelona. I did it, I think it was the first season I did it. I tried to tried a different tactic with them and it just blew up in my face. I played them um, away from home later on in the season. I think it was already, might have been in the Copa del Rey uh, with our regular tactic, and we did way better. So I think it's just, it's part, like, the if you're going to change your tactic, you're going to have to train them up to use it, and then get them some match experience with it as well. But then it's, well, when do I start using this? When do I start trying to get them used to this tactic? Because that might blow up in your face, and you might end up losing three games, and then realizing that your tactic doesn't work. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one, and it's, like, kind of going back to what Dave was saying about mentality, it's, it's not necessarily... The mentality, I've gone through this in, on my stream a little bit, it's, it's not necessarily how your team outlook is. It, it does it does affect that, obviously. But I find it's more to do with how quickly your players are looking to make play a forward ball. If your player's more happy to play it backwards, well, on defensive, your player's as happy to play it backwards as they are forwards. Um, so you're likely to keep the possession more. Um, so defensive tactics aren't necessarily a really defensive thing. It just means you, you're more than happy to knock it backwards. And, and hit on the counter as well.
0: Sorry, right, I just went on a total aside there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's, it's, you've actually linked very well into the point or, or the, the thing I was going to bring up was that uh, I know that uh, Bust the Net it was quite, he, he quite happily would well, he, he completely changed the meaning of, of mentality to basically calling it risk instead, which yeah. I think sits very, very well and resonates with me and basically how I think you should really judge it as ultimately it's a, it's a, a level of risk that you're willing to sort of push the opponent uh, against. But I had um, my a Blackburn save on FM16 and for pretty much, I think, uh I think all for three seasons I played on a counter mentality because I wasn't expected... I was one of the better teams, but I wasn't expected to to be the best. And especially once I got promoted to the Premiership, I was going to struggle. And so the counter worked perfectly because I was expecting teams to go out and attack me every single game. It was those cup games, so the League Cup games where you you end up drawing a League 2 team, that would completely throw me because I, I wouldn't know how to set up against them. I would, do I stick as I am and then expect them to be the ones sort of sitting back as well and we end up having a, a nil-nil stalemate and then they nick, nick one from a corner or do I go hell for leather and ultimately play into their hands? It's one of those really, really difficult decisions and ultimately you you kind of just hope that whoever you're putting out there is is capable enough of, of putting it past whoever they've got in goal and if they've got 10 men behind the ball... That there's some way you can you can get the the corner going in off the uh, the arse end of of someone's elbow or something that that ends up standing, uh, var anyone no? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um You them. him, you did. Just ignoring it now. Just ignoring <laughs> the, the use of the term. So uh,
4: yeah, I had a, a similar thing with my uh, the Stockport save last year. On uh, it was we went up through the leagues and we were playing on the counter. And I think it was the third year in in the, in the Premier League. We won it because. We were still seen as a small fry. I think it's still one of the favourites to get relegated. Uh, teams were attacking us. We had ridiculously quick forwards. Um, and I just kept hitting them on the counter. And it was the same team that won the Champions League. We went in as underdogs to every game, won the Ch- Premier League and the Champions League. And then the season after, I, I carried on playing another season after. And because we were so much higher rated, teams had just kind of clam up in front of us and we struggled way more. Um, but yeah, the, the, the whole risk level thing i remember reading the same article and that that completely changed my view on how to build a tactic around it i've gone through it on my stream before where i'll do a half as a defensive minded and a half as attacking and all you see is the players will look for the forward pass more the more attacking you are your players look for a forward pass
3: earlier and even if there's, there's the speed of it, right? It's the speed in which they do it. Well, I think is the big. Yeah. The big Th- that
0: is it's it, the tendency to which they want to play that four pass. The only this sort of the anomaly, and that's this is sort of why I was sort of trying to tease it out. Really, was about the, the about counter being that really odd strategy, where it's kind of the best of both worlds. It will basically sit back until the level of risk is enough, and that there's a counter opportunity on it. In which case, that's when you will basically. It doesn't matter. You are going out basically on overload yeah well i'm
4: oh, sorry <laughs> it changes you carry on you carry on it changes the 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 attack multiplier doesn't it so i think the the old counter-attacking tick that you used to have on the um and the tactic builder in pre-14 was it when it changed um you had the counter-attacking and offside play the offside trap ticks tick boxes now it's it's always on it's just i think you need a, a two-player overload to initiate a counter attack, but on defensive counterattacking and overload, it reduces that. So you only need a one player over and they'll they'll play it more direct, they'll play it more attacking. Um but yeah it's like there's been examples that I've shown on stream of when there's an you're playing on an attacking mentality, your player, it doesn't matter what kind of role they're in, they're more likely to want to pass a forward ball even when you've got play even if it's a more difficult ball less likely to get there when there's three players adjacent to them. The The more you dr- knock it back, the more happy they are to play sideways. So what I do is I play on a standard mentality on a high tempo. So they'll look to get the ball and play it off really quickly. But if the, you know, and they will be looking for a forward, for a forward pass because it's not in a defensive mentality. But with it being standard, if it's not on, if it's too much of a risk, they'll play it sideways and backwards and recycle it. Um, and that's it's just worth wonders that that structured standard with a with a higher tempo it, they'll get the ball and look to move it within two touches if the, the forward passes on like I say we've got pace for days on the wings and we've got a, a pretty lethal striker um and that's what's that's what's got us.
3: Sounds like a good player. That pace for days you've got on the way. Pace for days. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> sounds all <awkward. laughs>
4: It's like is a, Scar- regen is a it's like Gustavo Scarpa. <laughs> 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 he
0: should be faster than he is. He's the Mancunian regen, right? Oh yeah.
3: Pace for days. Where's he from? What nationality he could be pace for days? For
0: days. It's,
4: uh, Central American. Ecuadorian, <laughs> it works. Yeah, we, actually, oh, to yes. that will happen
3: next year. You'll see a pace for days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm surprised I haven't. Uh, like, SI so I haven't done that already. So, There's not enough funny names. I don't think play on names. I did see one that they tweeted out. There is one today. That was one
3: today. That was yeah, um, uh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm right? yeah, yeah. blood. Mate. Yeah, that was that.
0: I giggled at that. I understood it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm old now, aren't I? So yeah. it's not yeah, as good yeah, as, yeah, as but... pace for them. <laughs> no, it's not. Although I, I did prefer Dan Scarpa reference. To be fair, mm. Scarpa. Scarpa. <laughs> uh, exactly. people who watch Shameless will get it if nothing else so there we go Uh, that was a a discussion that we almost kept on topic and actually answered the question that we asked so I think we all deserve a round of applause there for that one (laughs) Uh, not a clap sink (laughs) oh yes that's going to ruin everything now Uh, it's now time for uh, everyone's favourite part of the quiz although I don't know if it it qualifies one one person well the the, the thing is because it's it's Dave's quiz this week so I don't know if it qualifies Wendy loves um, it um, Hey! <laughs>
3: can I just make a statement on the quiz? You can. Uh, last time we I was on the show and we did the quiz. I had severe internet issues and didn't mention on the show that I missed three of the questions. Uh, I would now. I did tell you this afterwards, Matt. So you can you can you know you can attest to this. It was true. That did happen.
0: I, I did. I did hear the uh, the. The Swearing whilst you got <laughs> yeah. me, they can't hear I was, me. I was
3: very angry it, about it at the time.
2: Uh, pop, pop ran, so, ran butchers because he keeps having problems as well. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I
3: just I want to, <laughs> <I tried laughs> to put it out there that you know I, I was unfairly treated. Not that it was the fault of the quiz master at the time, but it was so, me. i like, well, what happens <laughs> if you lose legitimately? Well, this, this is, is the redemption tour, Matt, <laughs> and I'm ready, I'm ready and <laughs> winning so. <Yeah. laughs> Right,
0: I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get the intro over and then uh, hand you over to Dave. Uh, there may be no cheerleaders in skimby skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable, but we do have... Curtis
1: Quiz! Thank you, son. Right. I'm sure there'll be uh, a boost in listens as they've realised Curtis and Dupe's not doing it this week. So it's. uh <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, People so mean, what's going on. Shots fired, so, emo, being Can thrown you monitor around that? Because that is, <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. So, obviously, with the discussion Stand being was. about bigger and smaller teams facing off in the World Cup, today's quiz is all about. World Cup upsets. Oui. So, obviously, usual quiz rules apply. You, if Obviously, ask the question. If you know the answer, you buzz in with your name. Not Butch, please. Um, and obviously, <laughs> if you get it right, you get the point. If you're not right, you are subject to the Viking Dan rule, which is minus one. He oh, oh. froze out the question. <laughs> right, number one. In the 2014 World Cup semi-final, hosts Brazil faced off against Germany. Brazil were without Thiago Silva and Neymar but would still be disappointed after they lost 7 goals to 1 which brazilian scored the 90th minute consolation for the ben, hosts benji oscar correct see what ben, happens when i hear the questions listeners see what happens <laughs> that's it <laughs> right well ben off to a fly eh? yeah question 2 back in 2002 i was only 5 at this point by the <laughs> way everyone South Korea shocked Italy by beating them two goals to one in the round of 16. Christian Vieri scored the goal to give Italy the lead before Seol Hyun scored a late equaliser before South Korea went and won it via golden goal in the 117th minute. But which legendary Italian got sent off in the 103rd minute? I don't want to guess. Anyone? It's the
3: five-second
0: rule. I think it's gone.
1: Okay, I was gonna give you a, a little clue, but um, I think it would have given it away. Uh, the answer was Francesco Totti.
0: Eyes emoji. How have we Eyes managed to get did. that wrong or not answer right. it at all?
1: So then people have missed out on a, a point there. Uh, you know, if that was if I was answering that, you'd know, you know I definitely would have jumped in and got the wrong answer anyway. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> in the 94 oh question 3 by the way in the 94 World Cup Belgium lost out 1-0 in Group F to which Asian nation who are making their World Cup debut clue they are in this year's World Cup Joe Joe Iran minus one Joe not Iran. Ben. Anyone else? Go on, Ben.
3: Nigeria. Uh,
1: Asian. <laughs> Nigeria. Asian. <laughs> Niger- what? You not African. Asian, no. <laughs> no, I said Asian. <laughs> I'm it out, boys. I'm it <laughs> out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sure. Unfortunately. Uh, done. Um, that's like when it is. Oh no. Go on,
1: Dan. Incorrect. Oh. Matt. Go no, on. i so.
2: go.
3: Come on, Bruce.
1: No. <laughs> Matt, you're really gonna, are you gonna go for it, Matt? Or you, to be fair, I think you'll be le- you might be top at this point if even if I you don't, don't I answer. I genuinely don't know.
0: So I'm <laughs> oh, not even gonna South
1: Korea. Matt's not going for it. It is Saudi Arabia. Whoa. Saudi oh, Arabia are the team. Awesome. Right then. Oh, Ben's <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to the qu- lag. <laughs> Right, so the last two, no one's no one's gone through it. And Dave, you did this last time, though. You made a ridiculous quiz. I don't think that would... The, the, yeah, that, the second did. one wasn't that hard, I didn't think, anyway. You've
0: got the answers. It's cheating. <laughs> yes, <I> know, <laughs>
1: it's
4: easy. I know the answers.
1: <laughs> Outrageous. So Joe and Benji are... Well, Benji's on zero. Joe is on minus one. And Dan is on minus one. Matt, you're on zero also. So we're, <laughs> we're about leading. Fantastic. Yeah, you two are default. leading. Brilliant.
0: Good. Good, good. Imagine if I win without answering the question, that would be the <laughs> right, uh, first time that's back happened.
1: <laughs> I, I, now you've said that, I think this is, next one's gonna be hard as well. Alright. Let's she's just in. give it a go, yeah. Yes. I, I thought I actually thought this, this quiz might be might be quite good, but obviously not. Right. Question four in nineteen eighty two, which nation became the first African side to beat a European side in the World Cup after beating West Germany two goals to one. Done. Ivory go Coast. Incorrect, Dan. You're on minus two, son. I wasn't there, mate. Go on, Joe. Cameroon. Also wrong, minus two. Uh, Ben. Go on, Ben. Algeria. Correct. Yes, Algeria. Yeah, that's actually correct.
3: Uh, Algeria
1: beat them, and they were actually a thousand to one yeah. to win the tournament in the year. Nice one. All right. Question five. In two thousand and two, like this one you might get. Senegal made it all the way to the quarter final, where they ended up losing to Turkey. But which major nation lost out one nil versus the African side? No, courtesy but, uh, go on. Uh map. France. Correct. Hold on, mate. You're one. Uh, the rest of the question was which major nation lost out one nil versus the African side courtesy of a papa boopa Diop goal? The World Cup. The man himself. <laughs> all right. Group six in the nineteen nine uh, group six? Uh, question six in the nineteen ninety World Cup, which not nine man African side beat defending champions Argentina? No, I'm going to go for it. South Korea. Joking, joking. <laughs> 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 go on, Dan. Yeah. Nigeria. Incorrect, Dan. All right, you're setting a record here for the I'm just gathering I am like just throwing out bloody guesses here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone going for it? Was it? No. Joe. Go on, Joe. I'm going to go
2: Cameroon again. Yeah.
1: Well done, Joe. You're on minus one. you really? got one right there, son. Yeah, I don't really? want to gamble. I've got, I got my point. I'm sailing <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. In the 98 World Cup, England finished runners-up in their group to which nation that also beat them in Euro 2000? Both last-minute goals to beat England. Come on, guys. You must be getting this on.
0: I'm drawing a complete blank. 90s football is my bag. and all, I'm, all 98 I'm recalling World is Cup. N- it's Euro 96 it's not England
1: helping. England bottled the group and they came second to this nation Joe Joe Romania correct You're up to zero I
3: think so. figure it was them or Colombia but I can't remember I was, was, was going to say so,
2: I, I thought because you said like, the Euros
0: I was like I remember yeah. being on a school trip during the World, that World Cup and listening yeah. to the
1: the Colombia match on a, a dodgy like handheld radio yeah it was Romania question 8 And we're sort of more recent now. In 2010, Spain went on to win the World Cup for the first time. However, they did lose their opening group stage game against which European side, Ben? Switzerland. Correct. Yes. Bollocks. Now, love the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Question. Question uh, uh, nine, rather. Uh, Before this year's World Cup, the last time England won their opening game was in 2006. After an own goal against which nation? Opening game of the 2006 World Cup for England. Blimey. Joe? Go on, Joe. Ecuador? Minus one, Joe. Oh. Ecuador, I believe, was the knockout round. First knockout round. Anyone else going to go for it? I remember the game. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a David Beckham free kick that got flicked on. Anyone going to go for it?
3: Oh, um... It's the other one.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: uh, it's, they're yeah. like... You no, going for it, Ben? No, they're like it. <laughs> I don't want to
1: say. Oh, can I guess uh, it if no
2: one goes for it, Dave? Yeah, I don't
3: think anyone's... Oh, no. I'm freezing it in
1: there. I'm freezing it there. Go on, Joe. Is it Paraguay? Yeah, correct. Oh, it was Paraguay. Balance. So then, It's <laughs> all to play for on the final question here. Not for me, it's not, son. Uh, <laughs> you just got to get your pride back then. You can't even get um, pride back at this point. <laughs> I've, I've never
4: had pride, mate. <laughs>
1: In the 2002 World Cup, final question by the way South Korea masterminded a penalty win in the quarterfinals to knock out European giants, Spain. But who was the South Korea coach at the time? Joe. on, oh, Joe. Gus Hiddink. Correct, Joe. Solid. Correct. And there we go. I hope that was all right, guys. I Solid know it was a quizzing. A yeah. bit difficult at the start. Well, we'll start in reverse really like order. Uh, reverse order down with minus three Whoa. round of the floor so down it's, uh, <laughs> it's a level it's a level on uh, my sort of performances right Dan you've not even got a round of the floor sorry um, sec- uh, third place driver Joe is zero in the end Joe um, up and hey, down a bit, there, a, bit, a bit like West Brom a bit of a yo-yo side there Um Second place, Matt with one. And Ben, the guest, has actually come and won it today with two points. I Back love the quiz.
0: Claims.
3: I love the quiz. I love being able to hear the quiz.
0: There we go. Uh, <laughs> Andy didn't even listen to one question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible guessing. <laughs> that was um, a great effort, Mr. Azapardi. Mm, Good effort. effort. Okay, that, that is wow, wow. I said, the wow, kid, the I was all the day, right. and I he also
3: effort, said, right. effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least the the you tried. That, the, the kids that were told that at my school just weren't trying
0: hard enough, Dave. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Participation next week. medal. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. It's fine. Well, actually, everyone isn't. It's just Ben this week. But well done. Um, well done, Ben. Yeah, thank you very much for the for that quiz, Dave. Uh, it Good was effort. hard as balls, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Good I work, Sam. <laughs> there were some '90s questions in there for you, man. I know, but I just I blank. drew a
0: complete blank on that uh, that England group one. I got the other one, the uh, the France one, right? So I'll take that. Right, so we have got to that time of the pod once again, where it's nearly time to go. But first, we have we have we have time for some plugs. If I can get my s's in order, have <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Thank you. Um, <laughs> right, where can people find you and your uh, wares? Uh, Viking Dan on YouTube and on the Twitch. And on Twitter,
2: it's Viking Man TV.
0: Perfect, Mr. Joseph. Where can people find you
2: at Friday Night FM on Twitter?
1: Fantastic, David. Dave as a party on YouTube and Twitter. Dave as a party FM on Twitch.
0: Mr. Ben, where can people find you?
1: Uh, Dot Twenty
3: FM on YouTube. I hate when people say that. There'll be people that definitely won't know. So, yeah, oh, if they don't know already, they, they probably don't. And if they don't know or choosing not to know it's because they don't like me to begin with. So yes, if you yeah, Doctor Benji, FM, he's an actual without. doctor. Don't sound bitter, like. bitter at all. With or without, I <laughs> don't mind. With or without YouTube, sometimes it is; Twitch is not. YouTube is Marvelous,
0: yeah. uh, and you can find me at Nerdphonic absolutely everywhere. So that that is the end now. All the links for each of us and Mister Ben are in the description of this very podcast with FM and without, depending on which he's chosen to have this particular week um, as is... it doesn't it doesn't rotate it's like, like, <laughs> it, maybe it does like, we we're talking about squad selections and, and whether we change things maybe you change things up weekly at board right it's time for us to go uh, all of the links for each of us are in the description of this very podcast as is the link to join the WeStream FM discord server if you've enjoyed the pod then please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps us out if you prefer to listen on SoundCloud, then drop us a follow on there and you'll be notified of when we next upload a podcast, which is 8am on Monday morning. And also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 5 Star Pod. This has been 5star Potential, a WeStream FM production, and we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, folks.
2: Bye. Bye. Adios.